Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So first of all, apologies for not getting this thing out uh, earlier in the week. Um, I have really been on the road quite a bit in the last several days, and um, I'm still kind of recovering from all of that. Um, I'll talk about wild hair in just a second. Um, I ended up going to Florida on Sunday morning and got back last night, and uh, for that investigation discovery interview, um, kind of an interesting experience. Um, I mean, I was practically giddy, you know, landing in Miami. I mean, I love Miami and, um, and my memories of South Florida are very vivid and, and dear to me. And, um, the, the problem is, is that it's not always, it doesn't always live up to your memories. And so then you're just, um, but, but I mean, for about a day or so, or, you know, the first, you know, 12, 14 hours or whatever. I was just like, Oh, I love this so much. I missed it. Oh, but, uh, but then yesterday I went for a run, uh, through my old neighborhood and it was just sort of like, and it reminded me of why I couldn't wait to leave Florida because, and it makes me sad because I do love Florida. Florida has got so much natural beauty and, you know, I've got a lot of good friends there. Um, and I just have, you know, I mean, it's kind of where I came of age cause it's where I moved when I was 28 years old and had never really lived anywhere, you know, outside of Ohio before and um, did not know a soul. And so it was sort of terrifying um, for, for a little while. Um, I can remember pulling over on the side of the Florida Turnpike and using a payphone to call my mom. Yes, this was back in the very late eighties. Um, yeah. Using a payphone to call my mom and just weeping into the, I miss you, you know, that kind of stuff. But you know, what are you going to do? But then eventually I, you know, I've kind of embraced the whole, well, let's just move somewhere. I don't know anyone and it's cool. And, you know, I've managed to do pretty well with that. And, um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, so I went through this run and it was just sort of like downtown Fort Lauderdale, like, especially in prop, you know, downtown proper, um, this area called Las Olas, uh, which is, I used to live off of there, um, you know, which is kind of like this very beautiful, um, you know, kind of old Florida. Um, well, it was a very beautiful old Florida corridor, um, you know, with lots of trees and local shops and restaurants and, you know, just kind of small and, and it wasn't really quaint, but it was just, it was lovely, you know, and when I ran yesterday, well, first of all, the place I used to live in, it was this cute little wooden cottage. Uh, it was like a cluster of three cottages, but I lived in one of them and uh, I only paid five seventy five a month for it. Um, yeah for 10 years. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was really beautiful. It had like screen, had screened in porch, wood floors. Yeah. It was just, it was just a really, you know, wonderful place. Well, there were bulldozers out there and where I used to live was not there. Um, and, and I think this had been bulldozed previously because I, you know, I, I know this isn't the, you know, the first time that area has been, you know, kind of <laughs> gutted. Um, but then the other thing I noticed was like, there was just all these garish, gaudy, tacky skyscrapers everywhere. And there are all these chain restaurants and high-end, you know, restaurants and, and retail outlets and, you know, all the local stuff was gone. And it was just really depressing. I was just, I don't know, it just made me feel sad. But I mean, I did take a turn on, you know, a side road and kind of ran back through through an old neighborhood called Victoria Park that I loved. And well, it's kind of close to where I used to live. And, um, and so there was still a lot of old, um, 
uh, preserved, you know, old Florida style cracker houses, if you will, uh, as they call them. And, uh, and, and so that was sort of heartwarming, but it was like, but, but, you know, on the main drag there, it was just, um, it just, it, as I put it to somebody yesterday, it was like, it's sort of like having, you know, a person who's got this like quirky sense of style and all of a sudden they get insecure about themselves and then they start doing plastic surgery and, you know, getting implants and all this other stuff. And then they end up looking like a freak show. And that's basically how I feel about Fort Lauderdale right now and Broward County in general. Um, when I was driving or when I was head, heading back to the Miami airport yesterday afternoon, you know, I looked out the window off to the side and I saw these giant skyscrapers and it was just like, what? I thought we were already in Miami and it was like, it was Hallandale beach and Hallandale beach used to be this place for like retirees and, you know, modest skyscrapers, you know, or modest tall buildings. And it was, it was kind of horrifying. Um, and then, you know, just, there's just so much development on either side of I-95. Um, it was just sort of like, we don't want you to look at any of the natural beauty. We just want to build over it. You know? <laughs> so it really, it kind of opened my eyes. Cause I know I've, you know, sometimes I wax poetic about wanting to move back to Florida and I can tell you that this, I, I, I don't think I would now. I mean, I just, um, I mean, I, I do miss the, the consistent weather for the most part. Um, you know, this crazy bipolar stuff we've got here, um, can really grate on your nerves and, and, you know, I don't enjoy it. And, um, you know, as I get older, I kind of enjoy <clears throat> consistent temperatures and, you know, not being super hot or super cold all the time. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like we get too much, kind of normal weather these days, but anyway, um, but yeah, it was just, you know, and Miami is Miami. Miami has always been this like crazy, you know, whacked out multicultural, you know, melange of, of, you know, serpentine high rise, uh, you know, highways, um, you know, insane traffic. Um, but it's also got like all these cultures and, you know, it's, it's a great city and it's still, you know, embraces some of that. I'm not trying to, you know, sugarcoat it, but, or my memories of it, but it just seems like, um, for Lauderdale in general and, and Broward County or what I saw of it yesterday, it's just sort of like, it never really had a lot of character in the first place. And now it's just opted to be this sort of Frankenstein monster of, you know, development. And it just kind of makes me mad because I remember when I lived in Florida and I lived there for 15 years, um, back in from 89 to uh well 2004 uh you know and, and as i you know it, when i first got there it was very you know it was kind of old florida and you know it was kind of cool and, and whatnot and we had um again, this is not meant to be political but it will be um we had a democrat uh, democratic governor named lawton childs and he loved that state and it showed he he really was big on you know curtailing development or you know being careful about it and the county that i lived in called martin county uh, we had a uh, county commissioner named maggie herchala who um, incidentally is the um, sister of uh, the late janet reno who used to be the attorney general um and uh yeah maggie herchala was was a champion of of martin county and you could not have um condos or buildings any taller than I think three stories or something um, on um, uh, Hutchinson, bleh, Hutchinson Island and uh, which is the barrier island off of the you know east coast of Florida or that part of it and um, I mean I kind of shudder to think what's going on now and 
it just feels like there's just this unbridled development and, you know, no one really cares about preserving the natural beauty and charm of, of what Florida was. So I don't know, it was sort of a, a weird eye-opening experience. And then when I finally, okay, another stupid story, but last night, oh, thanks. There goes my notifications. Um, so yeah, last night I, uh, landed it was like around 9 30 or something we got in a little early and you know bolting myself to the parking lot and uh got in my car and drove up to the uh what do you call it like the the place where you you know exit and uh for some reason it's followed the ticket and my credit card <laughs> i'm like oh my god really and so I, you know, ended up, long story short, you know, an hour later, I had, you know, notified this, this kid in a little red Prius that worked for the city and he had to come out and, you know, unlock the, uh, the machine. Apparently these machines are only about two weeks old and they're swallowing stuff already. Yeah. That's gonna be fun for the holidays. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he had to, um, you know, open it up and we got my, you know, we retrieved my credit card and my, you know, parking uh, ticket. Although I think he ended up giving me the wrong one because I ended up spending a lot more money than I thought I was supposed to, but oh, well, I was, it was late. I didn't even look. I was just so happy and relieved to get out of there, but driving south on 281, um, through, you know, San Antonio, it was amazing. It was like, there's just, San Antonio has got a lot of love for preserving its historical, um, you know, artifacts and, or it, it develops, you know, using them such as the Alamo quarry, uh, which is this sort of outdoor shopping mall, but that used to be a, a quarry and it's got these smokestacks and it's, it's really beautiful. And, you know, they didn't like turn it into, you know, you know, Disneyland or something, you know, and then we also have another thing called the Pearl, which is the Pearl Brewery, but it's, it's, Again, it, it maintains or, you know, re retains, sorry, the, um, you know, look of the old brewery, you know, but then incorporates some modern, you know, shops and restaurants and whatnot in there. And, you know, and it's like not every square inch is developed, you know, and it was just such a stark contrast. And I, I guess the bottom line is, you know, I, I think sometimes we, or I often, you know, when I get frustrated with where I live, um, you know, I, I need to go somewhere else and realize that where I'm at is pretty good. And, um, you know, yeah, we don't have, we are, our beaches are crap here. I'm sorry, Texas, our beaches suck, um, compared to Florida. And, um, but at least, you know, it seems in, in where I'm living, you know, that we've got some decent development, you know, uh, controls and, you know, we're not trying to pave over every square inch, um, like Florida does. And it's, it's a shame. It's a real shame. So anyway, and the interview went really well. Um, you know, I was there for about two hours or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I don't know when it's going to, when this thing is going to air or anything like that. Uh, it's, they're still working on it, but it's, uh, something about playboy playmate murders and, um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so that was that. Um, so back up. So Friday, Friday, um, wild hair. Yes, I was scheduled to do the 50K and purposely, and I think I mentioned this last week, I signed up for the Friday uh, race rather than Saturday because I thought, you know, there won't be that many people out there. And so I'll have plenty of, you know, room to just sort of, you know, be slow or you know, do what I need to do. So I'm not just jumping off the trail every five minutes because you know the fast pack wants to you know 
pass me or elude me or whatever they do, you know. And um, and also conversely, Saturday it rained and was incredibly cold, so I was really glad I you know, dodged that particular bullet. But and it was weird because mentally I felt pretty good and I I kept with the one four pace, you know, run one minute, walk for four. Um, mainly just to kind of conserve my energy. Um, and I, you know, I had my little, you know, drop cooler, you know, filled with snacks and crap. Um, oh, but let me tell you those, those hot pocket sandwiches that I got were atrocious. I took a bite of one and it was just like, oh, this is awful. I can't do it. And so I had like a little bit of hot dog, ugh, cold hot dog at that. I need to remember to cook them next time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I really wasn't fueling properly. And again, aid stations really weren't doing much. I mean, there's no point. I mean, there's only 30 of us out there on Friday. So, I mean, I don't, I did not expect a, you know, full smorgasbord of, of stuff, you know, because I mean, I, I, you know, I've worked enough of these aid stations. I know how this goes and, and tried to prepare accordingly, but, um, you know, first loop went okay. You know, it came in about, I don't know, a little over two hours, a little slower than I kind of hoped to, but that's okay. Um, did not fall. So there's that loop two was okay. Um, but I don't know. I was just like my brain, you know, cause at first I was like, okay, you get through this loop and then you've got, you know, loop three and you get through that. And then, then you're, you know, you, you're in the home stretch, you know? And so mentally I was like, yeah, this is great. This is great. But then I start thinking about, well, am I the last person out here? Because I kept seeing, you know, a few people out there, but there really weren't that many people. And um, I kept thinking, oh, shoot, everybody's done, you know, and, and I'm going to be the last guy out here. And I didn't want to make everybody wait on me. I swear to God, it's just like this stupid self-esteem thing I have that, that I've been wrestling with, you know, most of my life, unfortunately. And, um, and so then I start, you know, you know, listening to the voices in my head going, okay, you, you need to quit. This is stupid. You just, you can't, you know, you're going to be out here forever. No one's going to want to wait on you or they're going to be, you know, polite about it, but no one's really going to want to wait on, you know, your slow ass. You know? So I was, I just kept thinking, oh. and for whatever reason, this, this course seems to have gotten harder over the years. Um, they've, <laughs> it's a mountain biking course. Okay. So, you know, mountain bikers, God love y'all, but good God, they've got all these stupid mounds of dirt that, you know, bikers love to ride over, but you know, for running, it's not much fun. Um, you know, and if I could walk around it, I would, or run around it, I would. And, uh, but yeah, there are a couple of steep drops. And then there's this one place where there was a cattle guard. Um, and usually they, they would put pieces of plywood over the cattle guards, but this one had pretty wide, um, spaces between the bars and it didn't have a board over it. So it was sort of like an obstacle race. You know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, Chris and PJ, what have you guys done? You know, are you guys trying to make this into something you know, that I didn't expect? <laughs> and I noticed some guys behind me, they were kind of like, you know, clinging for dear life onto the handrails, you know, um, over this thing, you know, it's like, Ugh. but, um, and just, I don't know, it's weird. It just feels like it's gotten, you know, steeper. And um, it does still remind me a lot of mission trails, um, you know, down in the valley and, um, you know, which is like one of my favorite places on earth to run. And that's um, where it's the OG. And um, I don't know, but I just sat there and I kept thinking, you know, you just, you just need to quit. And then I kept thinking, oh God, I've got, you know, crap to do, you know, back home and I've got to take off for this trip on Sunday you know, once again, it was, it was sort of like a weird 
uh, replay of uh, about two years ago when I was trying to do the Cactus Rose 25 miler and I saw no one on that whole experience. And so after about, you know, 11 miles or whatever it was, I just said, screw it. I'm not having fun. I'm dropping. <laughs> I remember somebody, uh, I think it was Brad Toll asked me, he's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. My brain is just broken, you know? And, and that's kind of what this was, you know, on, on Friday. I mean, I, I just decided to drop and, um, I was hungry. I just, I don't know. I just didn't have the right food and I just felt tired and I kept thinking, Oh God, I'm going to, cause it took me almost five hours to get in, you know, 15 and a half miles, which is kind of slow for me. And, uh, I just kept thinking, this is stupid. It's going to get worse. And it, you know, it's going to take me over 10 hours to get this thing done. And this course is not hard. I mean, it's, it's not Bandera or something, you know, or, you know, Camp Eagle or some of these other nutty places that I'm, you know, that I've ventured out, you know, at. And um, so I don't know. It was just my brain once again just sort of got me and I um, decided to drop. And I kept thinking, I'm going to be out here for so long. And of course, as it turns out, there's a guy that came out, came up behind me um, when I was standing at the uh, aid station after I dropped and he was doing the 50K. And he was like my age and um, he was only on his second loop or, you know, going to go out and do his third. And I thought, damn, I should have just probably hung with him. because <laughs> It's just like, I do this thing where I compare myself and I've done this my entire running career and, and actually throughout my life, you know, where I'm like, okay, I am not blank enough, you know, and I just kind of feel like, oh God, you know, I, I just, it's, it's just a self-esteem thing. I know I need to really work on this and sometimes I can conquer it. Uh, you know, sometimes I feel pretty good about myself and, you know, confident and whatnot. And then other times I'm just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I, I just can't, you know, fathom, you know, doing this because I just feel so stupid because I'm so slow and everyone's going to look at my finishing time and go, ha, what an idiot, you know. Um, no one cares. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I mean, unless people are so insecure that they're just like, you know, being nasty about it, you know, no one's going to give a crap, you know, at least you finished, you know, you know, a DNF looks worse, but I don't know. And then as it turns out, I don't know if it was this guy or somebody, um, ended up taking almost 12 hours to finish that 50 K. And so I was like, damn, I could have gotten out there and hung with this person and we could have been slow together. And, so, you know, once again, I know this is a recurring theme in my running career. I just need to stop thinking so much. And, um, and probably the fact that there weren't that many other people out there, you know, that's kind of a double-edged sword. And sometimes it's great when there's other people that seem kind of hang with somebody and, you know, make trail friends and stuff like that. And then other times, you know, you get out there and it's lonely and then you get inside your head, which is a huge problem for me just throughout my life. I get, get inside my head and I'm just, you know, playing all these, you know, games with myself. And, uh, you know, I just end up, you know, sabotaging myself really. And, um, I, you know, I, I just don't know how else to do this. And I, <laughs> someone's coming through the horse barn, you know, to, to the finish line or the loop finish. Um, I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to have to give up on Brazos. I'm going to have to give up on Snowdrop. And I just, you know, was just completely caving in. And as my friend Rick Posada once told me, Never think about your next race while you're finishing it or while you're doing a race. And he is absolutely right. So what I've got to do is just dust myself off and I'm picking myself up and I'm going to go back out, you know, next Saturday, uh, December 3rd and 
just grind out this 50 miler. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, but I do have a, a plan. Um, my friend Yvonne, um, who, uh, is also doing snowdrop and I think she is signing up for Brazos too. And, um, she's, she's gotten slower over the years too. And, um, she actually did the virtual 50 K God love her. Um, and I mean, it took her, I forget how long, but it took her quite a while to do it. And, um, and so we we vowed, and then my friend Sarah as well, we've all vowed to stay together and just no matter how long it takes, we're going to get this crap finished. And, you know, we'll probably yell at each other, or hate each other after a while. <laughs> no, I want to quit. No, no, you can't. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we're going to have to mentally Sherpa each other, uh, you know, through this thing because, um, it's not going to be pretty and I'm not going to finish in 14 hours, which I'm still incredibly slow. I mean, Yvonne told me that she's, she's figuring it may take 21 hours. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. But I mean, I'm hoping I can finish the 50 miler in, you know, 16 to 18 hours. I mean, I know I'm not going to do 14 or so. I mean, it's just going to take me forever. So, um, but you know, the, the problem with the Brazos course is it's very soul crushing. Um, it's got a lot of these out and backs and lollipop loops and stuff like that. And it just, you know, and there's three loops and, you know, they're each about 17 miles. And so you're just, you're just out there and you just, <laughs> by the time you're on your last loop, you're just like, oh my God, someone shoot me. I can't imagine doing the hundred out there. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, so we're going to, you know, play mental Sherpa with each other and, um, and also my friend, Anne, who's been on this podcast, I think she's doing a hundred out there at, at Brazos. And so I think if we all kind of latch onto each other, you know, like the, <laughs> the struggle bus, <laughs> the cabooses, um, you know, we can, we can get this crap done. I mean, I think, I just don't know that I can do this on my own mentally, you know? So, I mean, obviously I have to, cause it's, it is my race. Um, but I've just got to grind this stuff out. Um, somehow I'm not as worried about snowdrop and I don't really know why that is, except I know I've got a lot of time. Everyone's slow. Um, we do get, you know, real food, which is good. Um, I, I really do need to figure out food for Brazos because my sister suggested that I like get a thermos and put hot soup in there. And I thought, Ooh, that's not a bad idea because in the evening they do serve up hot food, but during the day they don't. And so you know, the problem is, I don't know. I just find that I, I kind of need something more than, you know, gels and honey stinger waffles to get me through this stuff. Um, I mean, obviously I don't want to be like, you know, stuffing myself to the point that I can't move. I mean, I, I don't even eat like that anyway. Secondly, I don't really like to eat too much when I'm running because it makes my stomach kind of, bleh. so <laughs> here we go. Another struggle that I need to figure out, um, in the next few weeks. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on from this end. It's uh, <clears throat> a bit of a struggle, um, but I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm just going to get back out there. Um, Saturday, you know, this we've got this long weekend, and so I'm going to try to hook up with my buddies and, you know, grind out, you know, 20-some miles. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I don't want to do, you know, 30 or 40. I mean, that's kind of stupid. It's like, well, what's the point of that? And then go out and try to do 50 in the next weekend. It's like, you know, that's not going to help. I'm just going to be beat up, but I do need to get over 20 and, um, and it may be, you know, it may take me all day. I mean, I don't know, but, um, I've just got to get myself into that zone and, and try it, try it one more time. Um, you know, I've had a lot of missteps, um, in my training for this stuff. Um, 
missing a couple of races or you know, missing a race, DNFing on a couple, um, well, getting stung by yellow jackets was not fun. Um, you know, so it's, I think I just need to learn to roll with it. I should know better. I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, over 10 years. I should know how to roll with it, but I sometimes go back to my roots of being insecure and, you know, thinking, oh my God, I'm terrible at this. I don't want to do that. Or, you know, it's not so much that I don't want to do it, but I just feel like, oh my God, I'm really terrible at this. Everyone's, you know, going to think I'm weird. And, you know, it's kind of like, no one cares. No one cares. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So um, that is all I've got for now. Oh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to a friend's grandma's place uh, for a change, so I'm not cooking for people. So yay. Um, yeah, because, well, what, ends, what happens is I end up making all this food and then people come over and they've already had Thanksgiving dinner at their families. And so then everyone's eating their second dinner and I have all this stuff left over. And then I'm like, you know, somebody's mom, you know, giving people care packages to take home. And it seems like kind of a waste of resources, to be honest. And uh, it's not that I don't like doing it because I like throwing parties, but uh, I think this year we're going to sit that one out. So um, anyway, that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.